Uh, we have a special guest coming on in in a minute or two. Uh, let's just publicly and we just sort of while we're waiting for this person to come on. I think she might be here. She is here. Can I just apologize to this guest because this happened with Mark. There was no noise when someone came in. Uh, Colleen, welcome into the show. Big special guest. How What's up? Oh my God, guys. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, I'm just chilling in the backyard out in Los Angeles. I'm sure it's just as warm there, right? Well, we are three weeks out from LA and Colleen, some of the stories I could tell you here uh, would be incredible. Here, that's some setup uh, in Englewood. Like, that's an incredible setup that you have at the moment. It's so nice that the the new um, stadium is gorgeous and then we have our studios in there and it's like there's not a bad seat in the house. They have a ton of shows there. I haven't seen any uh, concerts here, that, but I mean, the Super Bowl was amazing. The halftime show there. So it's uh it's okay i mean it's fine it's all right los angeles is okay <laughs> yeah not 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 too shabby colin we we are in the lead up to uh saint patrick's day and uh we we want to know do you have any uh saint patrick's day traditions that you adhere to uh or what will your saint patrick's day celebrations look like is it uh like I, I feel like I shouldn't be telling you guys that I celebrate St. Patrick's Day, but I don't know. Maybe I should. Like, what's the cool thing to do? I feel like it's not cool to celebrate, but maybe it is. I, uh, when I was in college, we always used to do this thing called Aaron Express. And it was this gigantic bar crawl that would go all over the city. And it usually ended up in a territory where you didn't quite remember exactly how the night ended, but I don't do that so much anymore. I might have my own Aaron Express at the house, uh, just doing it at the crib, we'll see. But I don't, I don't really know what you guys tell me. What should I do? How should I celebrate it? Uh, James Palmer told us he he is looking for for somewhere to go drinking. And given the, your your Philadelphia roots, you know, he he also has a friend who cooks in cabbage. So I don't know if he can come over oh. and cook cabbage as well. So may, maybe that's what to do. Yeah, I feel like so. My my mom's family is from uh, County Mayo, and my dad's is from County Cork. And so I feel like growing up, there was like cabbage involved on uh, St. Patrick's Day, but I don't really remember what, like how they made it. I feel like, is it boiled? Like, is this right? That doesn't sound good though. <laughs> Colleen, what's the temperature out there? We were in LA a few weeks ago, obviously for the Super Bowl. We did a show outside SoFi on Saturday, a half 10 in the morning. It was very, very hot. And we walked away like, but well, I certainly walked away like a lobster after it was okay so that was like a crazy heat advisory and everyone got burnt i know that half of our show was on like they called it the lake set and so it was obviously like it wasn't covered they built this like glass platform over the water so all of the sun reflected up everyone had suits on so this was like not a great scenario for anyone um, but that was like, I think it was like in the seventies. It wasn't even what, like maybe like 76 that week. I bet, hold on, let me look right now because I bet it's probably like 67. I would say there's a light breeze. I was in the house, so I have uh, my sweatshirt on. I don't normally, uh, rock a sweatshirt in like 70 degree weather, but yeah, it's about that. I don't know. I'm not going to waste time looking up, uh, <laughs> looking up the temperature, but yeah, it's, it's very nice out here. It's nice and sunny. 
So, Colleen, actually, last last week I I was over with work. I was actually in Cali, and I had to go to Denver on the way back, which was horrendous because it was just snowy and horrible. I felt like how bad Russell Wilson's going to feel like playing it there <laughs> in such horrific conditions. But rather than talk about an overrated uh, free agency move to the thirteenth best team in the That's FC, the comment I, I say that to wind up two of my co-hosts here. I'd rather talk about an interesting thing for your beloved Eagles. So, Colleen, last year, 31st in the NFL in part in sacks, 29 sacks. You know, a what brother would call that breakfast? But yeah. the Eagles were pretty pathetic in pass rush. And you picked up one of the premium players in free agency, Hassan Reddick, ex-Temple guy. So he's played at home at Lincoln Financial yeah. Field before. I mean, how excited are you about that move? And also what's particularly catching your eye that you're kind of going, you know, we're all just looking at the ticker tape coming in. It's like, Jesus, all these moves. I know. Okay, I have so I have so many thoughts right now. So, uh, and I do want to go back to Denver. Uh, want to revisit that. So, stick a pin in that, uh, and I will talk about Hassan Reddick first because I was so happy when I saw this move for multiple reasons. First of all, yeah, Temple guy um, played, you know, in Philly, and I remember when he was coming out uh, that year that he was at the combine. I talked to a couple of our draft analysts. And one of the stories that I got from him was the fact that Hassan Reddick's mom, I believe if I'm remembering correctly, she had to take out a second mortgage on their home so she could afford a meal plan for Hassan at Temple because he wasn't on scholarship at the time. So just so he would be able to take part in everything at school and really get kind of the most out of the the team experience because all the guys were able to go and he wasn't. And so that was sort of my beginning uh, introduction to Hassan Reddick. And then I met him and his whole family and they were just the nicest, sweetest, most genuine people in the world. And so just from a personal angle, I was so excited about that. And then obviously this was such a need and Hassan Reddick has had two back-to-back baller seasons. And when he first got to Arizona, I just don't think that they were using him correctly. They weren't putting him in the best spot for him to excel and succeed. And then once they figured it out, you saw how well he could play. And it really played div- uh, paid dividends because he did it in Arizona. And then he took a chance on himself because he knew what he was able to do. He knew that he could excel again. And so He took that one-year deal with the Panthers, and it paid off. And I just feel like there's no better place for him to land than Philadelphia, considering he grew up right there in Camden, New Jersey. And obviously, the Eagles need help at that position. They always need a pass rusher. But absolutely, after last year, we saw it. Uh, If you have two eyes and you watch football, you can absolutely tell that they need someone on the edge. So... Twas ever thus, when you look at the Eagles' needs, it's a pass rusher. They always need a wide receiver. Uh, who knows how they're going to address that, but they definitely need that as well. They could use safety help too, but I'm just happy that they got the pass rusher done. But I need to go back to Denver because what it, what is the shade with the Russell Wilson deal? Why why are you – I'm not uh, – catch me up. I'm not – No, no. This. So two of the gentlemen on this are Denver Broncos fans. I've hastened to miss the uh, lauding of Russell Wilson as the second savior of, you know, second coming of Christ. Um, but I, I, just, I just like to point out that, you know, one swallow doesn't make a summer. 
They were 13th in the AFC last year. They might be scraping into the playoffs now. You know, that's a good improvement. I mean, from 13th to 7th would be good. So, you know. You know, I will say that Denver um, playing at that altitude, like that's no joke. Even just hosting a show at that altitude, I was feeling it. Like it, it is a significant, I think, advantage for the Broncos too. Now we haven't seen it obviously because they haven't had a quarterback in so long. And that's been like their biggest issue. Uh, I can't imagine being Jerry Judy. He must be over the moon at this point because him and Cortland Sutton, it's like they haven't had a guy. They've had like multiple guys uh, come through, but never someone who could really take advantage of the situation. And I think for Russell, like, you know, once he gets up to speed with that altitude, that's only going to help. That division is so interesting now to me too because you think about some of the best games we saw this season uh in the regular season uh you think about that thursday night game between the chiefs and the chargers that was at sofi that was one of the wildest games i thought of the year until i saw the finale of the regular season with the chargers and the raiders and i was all like oh my god how about the tie they need to tie it's gonna be the best thing ever uh, I would never root for a tie, but in that instance, I had to. And then obviously the playoffs happened and Chiefs Bills blew everything out of the water. But it's just, it was such an exciting year with the teams in that division. And now you have Justin Herbert and adding Russell Wilson in there with Patrick Mahomes and even Derek Carr. It's just, I think it's so much fun. It's going to be uh, one hell of a season for the whole league, uh, Colleen. Uh, I've, got a, I've got two questions for you, okay? Okay. First off, um, you obviously done like the London coverage in LA last year, very early start for you. Any plans oh, to get moved to Germany? We're here in whispers. <laughs> it's all it's gonna be the Bucks, but we're here in whispers. It could be the Bucks against the Chiefs. And secondly, mm. um, Barry Corrigan, who I'm presuming with that surname, lads and ladies, is from Ireland. Uh Colleen Rock's favorite Philly athlete of 2022, Ben Simmons or Jalen Rieger. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you got jokes. So it's not gonna be Ben Simmons. That's for sure. Um, you know what? I guess by default, I have to pick Jalen Rager, but I'm not happy about the position that I've been put in there. Um, wait, what was the first question? I completely forgot. Oh, uh, Germany, London Germany. coverage and coming over to Germany. My God. Okay, first of all, these London games, covering them would probably be a lot more convenient, a lot more fun if I was there. Because those, I think we're on the air at 4 a.m. in L.A. here. So I'm, like, leaving my house at, like, I don't know, 1130 at night when you count in, like, production meetings and all the other stuff. So it would be really nice to get over there. I love London. I, I love, I mean, I just love traveling. But I did my study abroad over in London. So I have a little soft spot in my heart for it, but I've never been to Germany before. And so you better believe that I've already been hitting up all of my bosses, texting, emails. Every time I have a conversation, I'm like, oh yeah, so like who's going over to Germany? And I know every single one of my coworkers is doing the same thing. Uh, I have no idea if they're going to send us over there, but if they do, should we all get together? Absolutely. And that bar, <laughs> I tell you what, I, what, Colleen, I Barry, seriously, that question, I just read it. I was like, oh, happy days. Yeah, so, yeah. Brooklyn, <laughs> yeah. no idea. It, it, we have, so, okay, um, if I come over to Germany, then where do I have to go? Like, where where would you guys recommend over there? <laughs> you, come on, you come on your live show for a start. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we've, that's we've, fine. We've got a few places lined up. In, yeah, we've got a few places lined up in Munich, Colleen. It just might involve Ooh. a beverage or seven. It's, it's that's good. great. I love seven beverages. Perfect. <laughs> Colleen, What's I, the I, beverage I, of choice? Oh, I, I, I'd say in, in, in Germany, it's, it's, wait, if you're mixing the Irish and, and the Germans, can, there's going to be all sorts of, um, all sorts of beer go, going on, I, I imagine. I, I don't think we'll be, I think we'll be spoiled uh, for choice, unlike uh, NFL teams and, and QBs uh, this, <laughs> this off season. And, and given your, uh, your Philly ties, how do you feel about uh, having to play uh, Carson Wentz twice, uh, twice a year? I love it. This was, so I feel like I manifested this because I kept saying that I wanted Carson Wentz to land with Washington just for that reason. And then the icing on the cake is the fact that Washington plays the Colts this year too. So I, the only thing that my next request that I would like to manifest here is that the first Washington meeting with the Eagles is in Philadelphia on the schedule. I just, I want the Philly version first because I would like for the stadium to just play on loop during warmups, dreams and nightmares that from Meek Mill, that was the year that they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. I feel like that can really get into his head um because i'm petty like that so i uh, i like to you know do little social experiments to see what happens but i think that uh you know the whole the whole thing the way that it fell apart in indianapolis is just so spectacular um not in a good way just it it was just such a spectacular failure and the fact that the colts lost so much on that deal too and now they don't have a quarterback and they have all of the other aspects of a championship level team and they have a quarterback friendly offense. So they have this running game with Jonathan Taylor and they have the offensive line. They really just need someone they can plug in who is not going to mess the whole thing up at the end of the season. And look, it wasn't just those two games against Jacksonville and the Raiders. There were plenty of other moments that you could point to throughout the season for the Colts. And I, I think specifically about a game that they won, but watching it, it was not because of Carson Wentz. It was when the Colts played the Patriots late in the year. It was before Christmas. Um, I can't remember exactly what week that was, but at a certain point in that game, in the fourth quarter, Frank Reich had to take the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands and just completely did not trust him at all to get anything done and just gave the ball to Jonathan Taylor. And that was the only reason they won that game. And so many times they've had to do that. So they just need someone that can effectively run the offense. But I don't know who that is. I don't know if maybe they try and make a play for Jimmy G and, and his flaws, but maybe that's a situation that Frank Reich could thrive in and really help him out. And he wouldn't have to do too much. He's already coming from a run heavy offense in San Francisco. So maybe it works better in Indianapolis, but that's a, that's a tough stitch that they're in right now. And I don't hate that Carson Wentz is back in the NFC East because the NFC East is always messy. Colleen, speaking of Indianapolis, we had James Palmer on last week and he was slightly concerned with the stories that are going around at the combine is going to get moved out of Indianapolis because he was talking about those three bars that everybody goes to and it's such a great week and everybody goes off and gets drunk to three or four in the morning you were there you were putting up some really good humorous videos of you doing all the workouts <laughs> and stuff and it's a great week he says 
it's such a good week and I really hope that it doesn't move because it's just convenient there. Like having the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, it was beautiful and there was, you know, a lot of glamorous spots that you could uh, have different events. But Indianapolis, the whole point of the combine is really the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And for me, it feels like the drills, that's almost like window dressing for the actual event because the actual event is all of the networking that goes on. It's meeting all of the agents and the coaches and the GMs. And it's all, all of these deals that are getting done right now and have our heads just completely spinning. All of those started or were pushed during the combine because you can't walk down the street without running into someone that works for the NFL. And that's just how it is. It's like an NFL convention and all of the reporters are there and all of your friends from like, oh, like here's everybody from ESPN and here's SI, and here's CBS Sports. And it's just like a really cool thing that never happens anywhere else. No other time of year is everyone all together. And if it's in a different city, you're not going to have that because there's only like a handful of places that everybody goes in Indianapolis. And it's almost like a nostalgic thing too. So everyone knows that, okay, after you go to, you know, this, then you end up at like prime, you go to the same establishments and that's where you run into everyone. And it just feels like if they move it, I'm not sure that a lot of these coaches and GMs are even going to go. They'll probably just send their scouting departments. And then that means like agents, it, it just kind of waters it down. I don't want that. I want the full thing. I want it the way that it is now. I don't like change, guys. So I'm hoping that it stays in Indy for at least a couple more years. Sounds like the Irish NFL show needs a trip to Indy for the combo. Yeah. You, you have to. It is a must-go event. I, I, I was a little bit worried where Brian was starting. Like, everyone's drinking till 3, 4 in the morning. Colleen, <laughs> you were there. It was like, are you trying to... And anyway, um, Colleen, you're mentioning, I mean, obviously Carson Wentz, as a Philly fan, it would be great for you that he can win you games by throwing the ball to Philly players yet again. Just uh, in a different <laughs> way around. Um, and you mentioned, uh... the, you mentioned the Colts with the week that's in it. I'm kind of wondering, are they just phoning up Andrew Luck and saying, you know... Are you sure? Look at what Tom did. Do you, do you fancy coming back? I mean, where is Andrew Luck even? Does any Has anyone seen him? Is he like in a bunker somewhere? I don't know where he's been, but I feel like they're probably hitting up uh, Philip Rivers too. Who knows? Like, I, 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 if I were them, I would be calling everyone possible because the yeah. options aren't great uh, beyond the big names that already have fallen. It was like Mitchell Trubisky was the big deal, and that doesn't feel great, and he's already gone anyway. And I thought that he was going to end up with the Giants because of all of the brass coming down from the Bills, and Trubisky had said that he just having that time in Buffalo really made a difference. He was overthinking things when he was in Chicago. The offense wasn't – he didn't say this, but the offense wasn't really tailored to him. So maybe he is going to pan out and just seeing the way that Josh Allen does his goes through all of his business. Like, I think that that that's that's huge for him. But beyond that, there's really not a lot of big names. I mean, I guess like maybe an Andy Dalton. I don't know. But it's it's a weird year for the quarterback market, for sure. I, know. I, I love that it. Feels, Andy that Dalton. feels horrible. Andy Dawson. I know, right? Oh. Not great. Um, Not good. Colleen, I have to share, Michael, sorry to interrupt, but I have to share, actually, I saw on a Steelers site, actually, a great line. They said, um, 
if the if the Chargers and the Raiders had drawn, and you'd said to us that that would be the worst thing that happened to us in 2022, I would have taken it if it meant that Mitch Trubisky wasn't our starting quarterback next season. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty harsh. Oh, but probably true. It's so sad. I, I, you know, I think that who knows if he's even going to be the starter because they might draft someone too. They could, and not that yep. this class is blowing anyone out of the water, but. He's going to have to fend off Mason Rudolph and maybe Dwayne Haskins and maybe if they draft someone. So it's not looking great, but there are options. Clean, you've been extremely uh, generous with your time in the off season. It's great to chat to you. Just finally, um, what's the plans over the next few weeks and months? Are you going to chill for a bit, draft? This- I know you've got a few podcasts on the go as well and shows. What's up? Uh, I am, I'm chilling. I'm going to take some time to do that, some more time to chill. But I have a show coming up uh, starting on the 22nd, once a week, Mock Draft Live. And that's pretty fun. We just like pick apart our analyst mock drafts. So uh, we'll have Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, and then we'll bring on everyone and kind of see what they're thinking. And so that's always a nice primer for the draft too, because you kind of get a good idea of a little background on the prospects and then some team needs, uh, especially after everything fall, the chips fall with free agency. So check that out. I'm sure I'll be on around the NFL podcast, little split ends podcast if we bring that back at some point. So I'm all over the place. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, look, who knows if we got to LA this side of Christmas, but we'll definitely buy you a drink in Germany if you're there. Thanks, Colleen, yes. for your support and coming on. And here, enjoy, because before you know it, uh, it'll be football time again. Colleen, it always so happens so fast. Thank you guys so much, and I hope to see you in Germany. See you, Colleen. Thanks so much. Bye.